Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Daniel Mangina and Alex King. Today is Tuesday, April the 28th, 2020, 4 p.m. New York time, wherever you are in the world. Thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And we are on the mend here. We are healing. We're getting better. That's the way we look at things when, when you know, stuff happens in life and yep. some stuff happened with Alex in life and... <laughs> and, uh, you know, she, she's moved past it and she's healing. And that's the most important thing. So we're yes. glad to have you with us. I mean, we missed you last Thursday. Oh, guys. <laughs> we did. It's not the same, you know? Yeah. Good to have you back. I was watching from the hospital, though. <laughs> oh, you were watching? <laughs> well, I watched half of it and then I had to go into get an MRI, so. Right, right. Yeah, there are, there are things that are important. But uh, yeah, good. And well, I'm glad you were watching. That's great. I mean, I probably could have watched in the MRI, but, you know, you can't bring electronics in there. So whatever. (laughs) Rules and rules. (laughs) Bit of a blockage there. A little bit. I'm like, where's the Wi-Fi in here? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No. No, (laughs) It's interesting that uh, you mentioned that because um, if I remember correctly, you sent a message saying that you weren't going to be able to make it because you had to go get this thing done. Yep. And you suggested a topic that day. And if I, I remember did. right, the topic was vulnerability. Yes. Which is actually kind of appropriate because you were in a vulnerable place. Mm. Yep. You know? Yeah. So I think that's probably how I came up with the topic. I, probably. Is, yeah. Allowing myself to feel vulnerable and, and allow other people to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's not always the easiest thing to do. It's certainly where we have the least amount of resistance. I don't know. I got, I got used to it pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't have to get out of bed. Cool, cool, cool. I like this. <laughs> so in other words, you took your comfort zone with you. Yep, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> it comes Good with stuff. me everywhere. That's why I'm always comfortable. Vulnerable is one of those concepts that has multiple meanings to it. And I think it probably means something different to every person. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will think of vulnerable as being weak or as being at risk or something like that. Other people think of vulnerable as being open-hearted. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess there's an overlap between those sets of groups. But how do you, how do you think about vulnerable? When you, I mean, you came up with the topic. What does it mean to you when you say vulnerability? I think it means all of those things, actually. Okay. I mean, I personally don't take stock in the um, being so open that people can take advantage of me sit part of the situation, but I am, uh, I do believe in the being vulnerable to other people and allowing them to be vulnerable with you. And, you know, I feel like that might makes a relationship. Um, what's the word I want to look for? More special. It makes it, it makes it, you know, easier to get along with. And, and, um, there was a specific word I was looking for, but I don't know. It lost me. (laughs) It'll come back to me. You're sort of saying specifically with relationships then. Any type of relationship, any, you know, parents, uh, relationship, you know, your significant other, your friends, whoever, any type Mm -hmm. of relationship. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know Cindy Chavez would agree with that because she figures everything in our life is something that we have a relationship with, whether it's a, mm-hmm. a human, an animal, a thing, doesn't matter what. Yeah. All relationships. So, yeah, that, that, that's her thing. So, how mm-hmm. about you, Daniel? When you think of the word vulnerable, is that something that you think, first of all, do you, do you think of it positively or negatively? Do you think of it as a particular definition or do you just not think of it at all? I mean, what? <laughs> I think vulnerability, I think it can be one of our biggest strengths. Mm. And I think there's there's the whole discussion about being safe to be vulnerable or whether safety, ignoring safety levels is one of the biggest parts of being vulnerable. Mm. I think vulnerability is the biggest leap of faith that we can make in some instances and the most beautiful way that we can demonstrate trust. Not even like in other humans or even in ourselves but in reality, universe, God, divine, or whatever, that it doesn't matter what happens in this exchange. Ultimately, I'm going to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. That's a very comforting place to be in, too. Of course, vulnerability has been a big part of what's been going on with the pandemic. A lot of people feeling very vulnerable because of the disease floating around. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we are seeing a lot of different ways that people 
cope with vulnerability, some more successfully, some less successfully. Um, but what do you guys think about the way people have been demonstrating their vulnerability and and dealing with it during this pandemic? I just want to say I remember the word I was looking for, and it was whole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that onto our notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the relationship more whole is what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. Mm. I would say yep. I don't think it's vulnerability being displayed by people. I think it's victimhood in some instances. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. vulnerability is about being open. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're prized open. Mm-hmm. But vulnerability isn't about, oh, I'm weak. It's I'm open to whatever comes. Because really, the, the outcome of being vulnerable isn't known until we've been vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I'm trusting that I'm, I'm going to be able to handle whatever the outcome is when I surrender fully in vulnerability. I think there are different la- layers of things that overlap into what we generally look at as vulnerable. But for me, vulnerability is that point when I make the choice to be open, come what may. Mm-hmm. So Being subject to something outside of me doesn't make me vulnerable because I haven't opened up to it. There's not vulnerability by choice, mm-hmm. right? Even it's, there's a circumstance and I'm subject to this circumstance versus there's a certain, there's a situation going on and I'm open to my present awareness and my present state within the ensuing of this situation. So that's where I kind of see the difference between those who are demonstrating vulnerability within the pandemic situation and those who are subject to it, those who are rising above it and so on and so forth. I see it as being both is what Daniel's saying is is being vulnerable and victimhood in the same thing if you're thinking of it in a negative sense because some people think like okay I'm open but I'm so open that I can be taken advantage of mm. so in that case they both kind of, like yeah mm. exactly because mm. I can be vulnerable and powerful mm-hmm. yeah you can I can I can allow vulnerability to be the doorway through which I step into allowing a challenging situation to expand me. I was mm-hmm. I, I did a coaching call earlier today, uh, and we're talking about. Um, so basically, I did a group call. No, I did my challenge last week, and one of the challenges that was brought up when we just spoke about stories was being a woman of color in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, that's a real situation that I face. So that's not really a story, is it?" And so I agreed that I do. Yes, a coaching it is. Call it today. Um, and what I said was, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of the challenge that we overcome, if, regardless of the challenge that we face, if we overcome it, we overcome it. Mm-hmm. And I can open myself up to the possibility for that thing to be an opportunity for me to grow, or I cannot, I'm still in it. So I'm not, be, I'm not being vulnerable by being in a situation that I'm in. I have the choice to close off. I have the choice to open up in the face of that situation. And I, I see that here, that we have mm-hmm. the opportunity to close off. We have the opportunity to be open to what, how we feel, open mm-hmm. to what comes, open to uh, the, what the world's going to look like afterwards. But we, we're, we're choosing how we're going to relate to it. I could say that vulnerability is an, an expression of how we choose to relate to a situation. Okay. So let me ask you a question based on what you just talked about. And I'm going to tie it in directly to how I will surmise the large majority of people have responded to the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, which is in fear. I mean, fear has been the predominant emotion. So if someone is feeling fearful about what's been going going on or about anything, really, Mm -hmm. are they also feeling vulnerable? No, I wouldn't say. Because they probably would say they would. That's why I bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) I think fear is a natural response to a situation where billions of people are being force fed fear. Mm. So anyone that's listening to this, that's feeling fear, you're not alone. It's, it, 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 it's almost orchestrated. It's almost, there's an orchestrated essence to it, which has the conspiracy theorists, tail feathers, wagging, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, whether or not it was deliberate or whether or not it's just the momentum or whether or not it's just mass mass hysteria or whatever, the fact is fear is something that we've been force-fed. It's everywhere you look. I don't watch the news when I'm in America because it's it's the diet is it's terrible. Mm. I, 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 I remember the last time I was in Chicago, 2015, 
And um, I just saw, I just watched for a minute just to watch what the tickers were. Everything's bad news. Everything's yep. what's going on with the world. Okay. And it's yep. cycling and cycling and cycling. And then there's the imagery and there's this and da-na-na-na, latest news. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. Every 15 minutes, they give the same crappy news yep. over and over and over again. I was like, anyone would think that nothing good is going on in the world. That's right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so the news seems to be a delivery system for sadness Fear. and yeah. despair. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I love there was this really cool website I found ages ago uh, when I started doing my newsletter at first. I used to do like happy news for the week and I found this website that had positive news things that were on and I'd like take an article from there and, and share it. Um, but yeah, fear, man. Have some more. Have some more. <laughs> change the channel and have some more. <laughs> yeah, change the channel. Have it in a different language. Right. <laughs> change the channel I, and have someone else responsible for the thing that you fear. Yeah, exactly. I don't even watch the weather. That's how much news I don't watch. Yeah. Well, weather is just more fear. I mean, they exactly. don't go out of their way to get all excited about sun. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's tornadoes and hurricanes and mm-hmm. microbursts. Yeah, I yeah, I've Get never seen up. breaking news, the sun's coming out. I've never seen that. It's always oh, breaking would. news, hurricane, it'll be, thunderstorm. It'll be breaking news, the sun's coming out. Now skin cancer's going to be going up. Or like, Yeah, or, or breaking news, the ozone layer is gone again. <laughs> yeah, the sun's out. It feels warmer. That means that we're all going to die from UV rays. It or, should mm-hmm. be. At this point, I don't know how your weather is, Walt, but it should. at this point, the sun should be breaking news because it's so depressing outside. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we actually have the sun's sun out today. today. <laughs> we actually have we hadn't had sun in quite some days. You're right, but we actually had some. Louise and I got out during the the short sunny portion of the day. Which yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Well, but, I'm convinced that the the weather is being controlled by the government because you know, <laughs> we, no, like hear me out, hear me out. Because we won't stay inside for this pandemic. So they're like, well, if it's crappy out, you'll sit on your couch. But if the sun's out, we're going to go to the beach. So you're, you're, you're joking, right? <laughs> yes, I am joking. <laughs> No, I don't really think the government controls the weather. <laughs> I'm just going off my conspiracy theorist boyfriend situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that also raises another question. What about vulnerability in both a primary relationship and in secondary relationships where one person is vulnerable and the other person is either blocking their vulnerability or denying it or something like that? How does how how does that fit into our definition that we're kind of laying out here about what vulnerability is all about? That's hard to do, man. Mm-hmm. To to be open and not and be with someone who's not as emotionally open as you are, mm-hmm. almost impossible if they're not willing to grow. I think it's hard, not impossible. I think the difficulty of thing doesn't create impossibility. Well, I said almost impossible. <laughs> oh, politicians. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to do something. Well, I want- Right? You gotta do something while I'm not watching the news. Mad skills. <laughs> but yeah, I've been there before and, and it's it's tough being in a situation where you're like, I want to share everything with you and they're like, this is my name, age, sex, and location. That's all I'm giving you. <laughs> name, rank, and serial number. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. It's an interesting thing because <laughs> vulnerability is well when i was growing up vulnerability was about how much you were able to block those unfortunate and in many cases um uh getting in the way emotions that men weren't supposed to show i mean women were allowed to be vulnerable men were not allowed to be vulnerable and if you showed vulnerability it proved you were weak proved that you were not a man you weren't a real man and having gone through that, I now can say with 100% confidence that it sucks. Mm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. just, it's not a nice way to live. It's no. a miserable way to live. But it also raises in my mind, how many places in the world does that still exist? I don't know. Yeah. I, I just asked the question. Well, look at the scale of where, where, they're, where are the men dying early in life? Because those are the men that have been holding it all in until they explode. Mm-hmm. An explosion isn't very pretty. No, no, no. Not from what I've seen. No. To be fair, <laughs> in most places where the men are dying early, you don't have the women lasting 40 years longer. Usually they're dying around the same rate. Well, yeah. 
else. Or they orchestrated it, depending on where you sit with conspiracy theories. Damn. They orchestrated <laughs> The female takeover. It's, it's always the spouse, man. It's always the spouse. <laughs> Girls, we run the world because we killed all the men. We run the world. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to take this, but we've ended the world. <laughs> Hashtag Beyonce. Yes, we're back, and we are in a silly mood again. <laughs> this is a good thing. Oh, by the way, Jeffrey asked a question that's that's unrelated to what we're talking about, but it's very oh, okay. related to what, what Alex and PJ and I have been talking about. He wants to know, is there another episode of The Craft Screener coming up? <laughs> just in time, Jeffrey, just in time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is a new episode. We are working on it as we speak. The, it has uh, already been written. <laughs> but we have to edit it and, and shoot it. So and, yeah. and it's almost done editing, actually. I, I don't yeah. know if you've seen the latest version. But, I have um, not seen the latest version, but yet yeah, I've it, seen it, the version it's before. It's number that. five of all the different ones that are named the same. In oh, the wow. Okay. So, yeah. When you get a chance to take a look at that one. Yeah, my Dropbox updates me late. Like, I've already got texts from you guys, and then it's like, oh, by the way, you checked your Dropbox today. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was like from two days ago, bro. Catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Broke, catch up. You know? <laughs> but yes, uh, the, the short answer is there is a new episode. It's almost ready to start uh, recording. And I believe PJ is has been in touch with the cast and is starting, I think, on Friday. Friday, I think, is our first day for doing recording. So. Oh, wow. Nobody told me. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not 100%. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I will quote you on sure, it. But that, I'm going to be like, ooh, well said. I think that's not what funny, Walt, but we don't have to quote you on it. You just said it on a recorded medium. <laughs> oh, picky, picky. Okay. Run the tape back. <laughs> you you quoted yourself on it. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. I give it. I'll, I'll be vulnerable and say yes. You know, you understand. <laughs> That's like saying, don't put words in my mouth, but let me tell you this. <laughs> it's like, this but I just said it live. Okay. <laughs> now, I also have a couple of questions that may tie into the vulnerability thing. It depends on where we take it from Josephine. Mm -hmm. She says, first, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Oh, God. That's it. My favorite conspiracy theory is that there's not enough conspiracy theories. Hmm. I didn't know there was one like that, but okay. No, that's just mine personally. Cause, uh, oh, I see. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like there one are. Because there's too many conspiracy theories as there is and too many conspiracy theorists, like, out of control. So my conspiracy theory is there's not enough. I guess my take my on it is, is that uh, there are two types of people in the world, those who are interested in conspiracy theories and those who are not. I'm in the second category. So. Same. I'm sitting right next to Walt. <laughs> you, know, you know what mine is? What? Mine is that the conspiracy theories are really the subjects of the conspiracy theories spreading misinformation so that people just think that it's just a theory and lose sight of the fact that it's really fact. Oh, like the Matrix? Like the yeah. fact that they made it a movie so that we would think it was science fiction, but in reality, it's probably closer to the truth. Is it? I don't know. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I watched, i tell you what I watched. I watched um, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. I haven't seen that in years. Oh, what? <laughs> the documentary? Yeah, not Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay, okay. Close of the Fifth Kind. I, I, I'm curious to know what the fourth and fifth kinds are. Right. So third is contact, fourth is um, another uh, um, abduction, ah. and fifth is when you initiate contact with extraterrestrials. Okay. So like, what was that movie um, with that lady? I, I need know. more of a clue than that. I mean, I'm not much of a movie watcher anyway. But... Contact. It was contact. Yes. <laughs> oh. So contact, contact would have been, that would have been third kind because it was agreement hey you want to come and visit yeah i'm going to come and visit if they were like hey little girl you're coming with me to come and visit my planet in the virgo system that would be fourth kind if okay 
if they've been like, hey, aliens, can you give us some technology so that we can come and visit you? And then they give the technology and then they visit it. That'd be fit kind. Well, well, that's what that well, was. Well, that contact was contact, was yeah. No, but they didn't ask for it. The message came with the instructions. Are you sure? Interesting distinction. <laughs> yeah, they picked up. They picked up the 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 the. the sound. Oh, that's right, because they just sent it out, and they were like, "Whoever picks it up can come hanging." But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be intelligent enough to come hang out with us in our yeah reality. You're right. You're right. Where time is bent, and it looked like you just went through one of the most powerful lines in that movie was when they're like the guys like, "Yes, I think it's interesting that static was recorded, like you said." But even more interesting is that there was 18 hours of it. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that one line is like, cause basically, basically what happens is Walt, there's the whole film is building up to this whole thing about, is it real? Were they really aliens? Was this megalomaniac making it up to make the world spend all of this money? Blah, blah, yep. blah. And they build this big contraption. These terrorists blow it up. They have a second one. Give me the synopsis. And then it looks so for her, there was a whole thing about should a woman who doesn't believe in God or like in a higher power be allowed to go because she believes mm-hmm. in science and all this stuff. And there's questions of faith. Great. Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey. Jodie really Foster. That's what it was. Thank you. Great film. Really, really powerful. And then for her, she drops in this little capsule mm-hmm. and she feels like she goes through a wormhole and she goes to this other dimension. And then they're like, yeah, we did this representation from your memory so that you could understand like, yeah. be comfortable. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you probably your brain will explode or whatever. And she's right. got all these questions, and they're like, "Well, this is the first step." So, like, we just wanted to, you to come here, like, chill out, dude. Like, you can go <laughs> right. And then she pops out, having had this massive experience of going through a wormhole. But everyone else just saw that she went through, came through straight like, through. Yeah. So they're saying, "Oh, so there's this whole thing where she goes in front of Congress, and they're like, this was a big scam, and all of this, and you're a liar, and we shouldn't have sent you.'" blah 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 like what's wrong with you and all the stuff and she's like am i going mad am i going mad because i know i experienced it and yeah. at the end it's like yeah there was 18 hours of it so there was a whole conspiracy to cover up the fact that she'd really been there and the people mm-hmm. that were saying she's a liar had covered up the fact that she had gone to meet the aliens yeah great movie great movie really good one Walt. you would enjoy Walt, i think oh uh, actually i've seen it <laughs> <That's> <laughs> actually i said that it was Jodie Foster at the beginning of the conversation. But we'll skip over that part. But thank you for explaining it for the listeners who haven't seen it and should see oh it. Oh my god! Absolutely. Did anybody stop me? <laughs> you are on a roll. I'm not trying to stop you. You were on a roll. <laughs> Don't let me roll into the pit of death ever again. Ever again. You were on a tangent. We just let you ride until you're. That wasn't you know, a tangent. We were on topic. I was on topic this time. And it was and great. If I started talking about mining strategies. <laughs> Constellation Pluto. That would be a tangent. Yeah, but like I said, you have to explain it for the, the listeners who haven't seen the movie. And that's... Well, I've just ruined everything for everyone that has. <laughs> I told myself I, had... I wasn't going to laugh because it hurt. I need to be in my feelings right now. This is probably. <laughs> I had no idea I was so powerful. <laughs> I'm dying. I think Alex needed this lap. I'm my embarrassment vulnerably and just allowing myself to be seen and to feel it. (laughs) He's feeling vulnerable right now. And also the guilt of not hearing what Walt said. Because I pride myself on hearing what people say. Oh, buddy. (laughs) It's really okay. (laughs) It's going to be all right. I'm just sitting with it. (laughs) Thank you. I receive receive your love. Okay, good. (laughs) <laughs> but i'm glad you liked the movie i liked it too <laughs> i am actually gonna probably watch it again today because that was it was i think i might watch it i don't think olga's seen it mm, i don't know if kenny's seen it yeah that might be a i would open the door and ask, do. but ariana's had a habit she's got into the habit now of greeting everyone that's on my zoom she she's a feature on pretty much every recorded zoom call for the last week so, and we're the exception to the rule. Rude. No, because I've had to initiate with her. If the door's closed, please, you don't come Okay. In. All right. Uh, fine. Today is the day we learned the lesson. Whatever. Yeah, she probably still will. And her mom's out there anyway, so she's kept busy. But she comes mm-hmm. and she invites me to come to her house. And then she's got an imaginary car and I have to sit down. 
if I don't sit down to, no, 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 you have to sit down. You have to sit down. And then she goes, she locks the door. She, <laughs> the imagination like, of kids, man. Like her with her little turns. Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Very cool. Cool humans. Yeah, I have the uh, the nieces over today. It's their first day out of quarantine, so. Oh. Have they lifted the quarantine for you? No, they haven't. But we 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 had a personal quarantine. We were like, no one's coming over for two or three weeks. Like no one. So this is their first day that they've been allowed to come over. Because if you remember the last time we talked to them, they were like, well, we can't wait to go to Alex and Kenny's house. Uh, and that was like a month ago. So, <laughs> But the people that live at their house kept going out and interacting with other people that we weren't familiar with. So we're like, we're not taking any chances. You're stuck at your house. Bye. <laughs> this is kind of part of a topic that we talked about yesterday on the show about how was. there's like little bits of, I, I, I call it rebellion, little, little acts of rebellion that people are engaging in. I mean, the large ones are like people going to the beach in Huntington, California, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's a larger one. But like, for instance, when we're out on uh, the walking trail near here where we live, and most of the people on the walking trail around here don't wear a mask because they can maintain their distance. Um, mm-hmm. few people do maintain the masks. But there are some of them now who are wearing the mask, but the mask has kind of dipped down below the chin. So it's like yeah. a little little sprout of rebellion coming through. <laughs> so what is even the point? I think the point is that, uh, well, it depends on how you read it. So different people are going to read it differently. Uh-huh. I read it that this is the human spirit coming through. Okay. We There's been all, Daniel went on very nicely a few minutes ago about how there's all this fear that's been kind of shoved down our throats. And I think mm-hmm. people are kind of, rebelling against it i think they're saying i've had enough of the fear yeah it's not a conscious thing necessarily Mm -hmm. maybe in some cases it is but i I think it's just the human spirit just coming through saying you know what the heck with all this i'm gonna start being joyful in life again Mm -hmm. and i count that as a good thing i saw a guy who came out of the grocery store with a sleep mask on his face like you know the sleep mask that you wear when you go on on the airplane to cover your eyes yeah he Mm -hmm. just brought it down a couple inches and that's that's how he's getting through the grocery store tough for breathing no i i only wear it i only wear mine like when i get into the store i respect the rules because yeah. people are operating on what they're operating on and i'm not I'm, I'm not really interested in triggering i mean i personally my personal having spoken to medical professionals that i trust is that it doesn't even really do anything anyway it actually causes trauma so mm, it does so, but I respect the fact that other people are operating on there and the, mm. and the agreement that we have is that we respect social constructs in order to not put other people under stress. Mm-hmm. So I wear my mask when I go into the store. That's it. Yeah. That's so pretty got- much what Abraham Hicks said in a recent uh, um, broadcast that they did because they're doing uh, virtual workshops now. Yes. And mm-hmm. That's exactly what they said. We. They said, on balance, we would wear the mask just because it helps other people stay in a calmer place. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah, there's truth to that. I remember the very beginning of this thing, I had allergies. So I went, I, again, the grocery store is the only place I go. So I went to the grocery store and I was coughing and sneezing and the stares I was getting. Ah. And this was before the masks were implemented. So it was just like. Can I can I be allergic to trees? Is that okay with you? Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic to everything out here. Leave me be. <laughs> they didn't realize they were driving you back into your safety zone. Oh yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it work? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I was heading there anyway. <laughs> that's a, that's why I wonder. I mean, maybe it was just kind of like giving you extra energy, but it doesn't sound like it actually did it. Well, there's there's instances like that all the time where I I finally go out after like two weeks, and then I see somebody do something dumb, and I and me and my mother just look at each other and go, "This is why we stay inside. <laughs> this is the, this is why." It's like the universe just proves it to us once again. The law of attraction is very subtle. It comes, mm-hmm. through, it comes through in a lot of different ways. You just describe mm-hmm. one way that it comes through quite beautifully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be yeah. something small, like some pedestrian crossing on the green. And I'm like, this is why I stay inside. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm really not making that connection. But when, you know. If it's a green light for me, but there's a pedestrian crossing, they're supposed okay. to cross, you know, press the buttons, wait okay. for all Got the it. lights to be red, okay. you know? Yeah. Too many idiots out there is what the universe is telling me. Stay mm. inside. It's safer. 
Okay. <laughs> so what you're basically saying is that's one form of vulnerability you don't like to have. Which part? The part where there's the car imminently running into the pedestrian. Yeah, I don't like that very much. And I don't think the pedestrian likes that either. <laughs> I wouldn't think. No, not usually. No. And that raises the point. There are different kinds of vulnerability. Unless I think that's what I was alluding to. I'm sorry. I, I think that's what I was alluding to earlier when I talked about how people who are in fear feel that they themselves are vulnerable. I think Daniel made a great point. It really isn't true vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But from their perspective, they really are feeling vulnerable. They really do mm-hmm. believe that they're in a vulnerable place. And and the fear is kind of a way of blocking it and masking it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, sad to say, perhaps, but I think it's what people justify in their heads. Mm. Good example of someone accepting her vulnerability was this woman who decided to be the only person on a flight from Virginia to Massachusetts because everybody else was like, no, I'm not taking any flights and staying home. She was like, no, I'm going to, I'm still going on my trip. Mm-hmm. And she was the only person literally on the entire plane. So they upgraded her to first class and she <laughs> had a great time. <laughs> They played music for her. It was it was a great time. And when she landed, everything was great. It was interesting to read just the other day that JetBlue just put in a requirement that says you have to wear a mask when you're on the plane, which makes me wonder, were people doing all the social distancing and all that when they were on a plane or were they wearing the mask and so forth? But there's nobody know. on the planes. There's nobody on the planes. The planes <laughs> <are empty. laughs> That's you what could... I'm saying. You can social distance on the plane. Very, very easily. Yeah. That's probably the best place to be right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a tin. There's nobody with you except the wait staff. Yeah, sounds good to me. Oh, my God, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I hadn't really thought of being on a plane as being a perfect place to uh, social distance, but okay. I mean, certainly you're, you know, seven miles up, so that's. <laughs> far away from everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of space in there. <laughs> <laughs> the only woman on the plane. Like, why would you do that? I don't. Listen, I was saying tickets are thirty-five dollars right now. So if I want to go somewhere, I'm going. <laughs> so I totally. Look, I'm there just to sit in in. Like my friend, my friend just, he lives in Dubai. He's mm-hmm. from Australia. He's just gone back to Australia. He has to stay in quarantine in a hotel at the airport for two weeks mm-hmm. and the government are paying for it. All the more reason. I'm on a staycation that the government's paying for. I'll go. It's insanity. Yeah. I love it though. Quarantine is my best life. I'm surprised that there aren't more people taking these free staycations. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I'm about to start Googling some flights while we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I want to go? Where do I want to (laughs) go? What hotel room in the world do I want to stay in for the next two weeks? (laughs) All expenses paid. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, when I phrase it that way, it doesn't doesn't sound all that exciting. I mean, staying in one hotel room for two weeks, yeah. I think I'll pass on that. Well, we're staying here for two weeks, so my Yeah, but I got all my stuff here. You can bring your stuff. <laughs> I, I, I can bring on one carry-on and, and one more that goes into the luggage hold. I mean, that I can't put everything into that. You can put a lot into it. And <laughs> you're the only one on the plane. I'm sure they'll make room for you. It'll be all right. <laughs> Laundry would be a bit of a tricky thing, too. This is fascinating, mm. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. No, this is reaching. That's what this is. Yes, it's far. We're reaching far. Reaching very far. So I think we've we've pretty much pushed the vulnerability thing to death. Where else can we go with the conversation today? Let I mean, let we we're in a happy mode. That's good, right? We're 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 we making, always are. We're cracking wise. We're we're getting into that high vibration space. That's the place to be. But what else can we talk about that helps us get there and stay there? Hmm. Well, I, I mean, like, what strategies were you using? You, you were, you, you were in the hospital. You had to deal with all that stuff. Yeah, you but know? they send you home with, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Because I'm sure they do. Yes. Yeah. So that was one thing to hang on to. But while you were in the midst of all of that stuff, how did you keep your spirits up? 
it was hard. I was texting Kenny the entire time because they don't allow you to bring anyone with you into the right. hospital. And that's not something I'm used to. I always have a caretaker with me. Yeah. So uh, that was nerve wracking by itself. Mm. But oddly, I am comfortable in the hospital because I spend so much time there. So <laughs> I'm just like, hey, Julie, what's going on, Joanne? You know, <laughs> how <are> the kids? <laughs> well, it's nice to have friends. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was a it was a challenge, but it, it wasn't as much of a challenge as it could have been if you weren't a frequent flyer. Yeah, sad mm-hmm. to say, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did, I brought my comfy things with me. I bring my blanket. I bring my phone, obviously, my tablet. Uh, the, I, I sh- yes. Oh, well, you can't bring snacks because A, no outside food. And B, they don't know what's going to happen with you or what medications they're going to put you on. So you, some things you can have to have an empty stomach. Some things you need food. They, but either way, they have to give it to you. So you can't bring snacks. That's rubbish. It is, right? And they have the best chicken salad sandwiches. So, like, I look forward to lunch there. So, <laughs> they're like, are you hungry? Yes, chicken salad, please. <laughs> I feel like a chicken salad sandwich, but I don't like sandwiches. Why don't you like sandwiches? I don't are like you a bread. terrorist? I don't like bread. I hear you and on for the For the purpose thing. of the recording, and you asked, asked me that question <laughs> on the internet, no, I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's what Kenny says to me every time I don't like something he likes. He's like, so you're a terrorist. Oh, wow. I yeah. That's not a joke. He's you don't like cinnamon? You're a terrorist. I'm like, you've all right. Got, you've already got an American passport. It's okay for you to these things. That's I, true. I, true. I just realized what our new conversation is. We were talking about vulnerability before. Now we're talking about paranoia. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of the, you know, the diametric opposite. <laughs> Definitely something to be said for that. Yeah, true. Yeah, chicken sandwiches are delightful. I just don't mm-hmm. like bread. I so what I used the to bread do, thing. tortilla wrap, and I basically make a wrap. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. The it only time I will eat bread, bread is if there's a sandwich in between it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love like that. I, yeah, the only time I'll eat bread is if there's a sandwich in between it. I don't like <laughs> toast. I don't like pastries. I don't like no, I'm not. I'm not with any of that stuff. If there's a sandwich in between it, that's fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> it's actually the way we think about sandwiches now because we're doing breadless sandwiches now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, all a it's a salad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a bunless burger. Then it's not a burger. It's an oddly shaped steak thing. <laughs> no, it's still a burger. With no, cheese, a lettuce, patty. tomato, all that. No, it's a beef patty with a, a, a pseudo salad. <laughs> <laughs> a pseudo salad. <laughs> and here's a tangent. I'm finding it more and more interesting. People talking about being healthy vegan diets and then filling their freezer with processed food. True. I'm not going to lie. I mean, besides toilet pickles. paper, the first thing that they got emptied out in the grocery store was the frozen food aisle. Yep. And then next was the pasta aisle. And and Which it kind of made no me wonder. No nutritional value. I mean, how much freezer space did they have? That's what I was wondering. Well, they probably have one of those basement freezers where they keep, you know, they're vegans, so they don't keep meat in it. So they have like all this room for <laughs> all their freezer. The ice cubes that they eat. <laughs> yeah, the ice cubes. <laughs> The, you know, gluten-free ice cream and all that crap. <laughs> I've got something for you. What are your uh-huh. thoughts in consciousness in plant life? Consciousness in plant life? Mm, that's a tough one. I, I 100% believe in consciousness in, in plant life. So but does it affect that? the way you eat? What do you mean? Meaning like some people, like vegans are like, oh my God, I can't eat anything with a face and a consciousness and it lives and blah, blah, blah. It blinks. It has a name. And so <laughs> if you believe in consciousness and plant life, <laughs> what do you? So Alex basically comes from the perspective that says, don't name your dinner, which you know is a good perspective. I like that one. <laughs> oh dear. She froze up. She must be taking she a call. She froze sideways as well. Yeah, it's pretty clever. The, the, the vegans, the vegans got her. It's an interesting question, though, and I think a valid one. Um, 
and at, at the risk of alienating vegetarians and vegans, I, I think there is a little bit of oh, two-facedness there. Because they're really, really saying that the only animal lives that count, or the only lives that count are the animal lives. Plant lives don't count. And and the argument I usually hear is, well, plants came here to be eaten. And my responses mean, you know for sure the animals didn't. They do get eaten. And, by and then they get really upset when I say that, you know, so. <laughs> the, the, the thing for me is if something happens in nature, then you're going to struggle to argue with me there's something wrong with it. Mm. If something happens naturally in nature, mm-hmm. not learnt behaviour from humans. So uh, when I was in Asia, for example, there were monkeys drinking beer. Now, beer doesn't occur naturally in nature. They were they were going for the little the little monkeys were going for the empty cans and they were like drinking soda and beer. <laughs> I had never heard of that. That's there's wild. a there's a beach there's a beach if you go to PP Don PP Don in Thailand. There's a there's a little beach of a little like a little those little mini rocky formation islands, one called Monkey Beach, which is basically monkeys own this island. But people go to see the monkeys and the monkeys come and they'll come and play with you and take pictures with you. Naturally, they're just like they're very confident, confident monkeys and people leave garbage and the monkeys finish it. So you see the monkeys running and in some instances, even stealing people's beer. <laughs> I have never heard of that before. It's that true. is wild. So, Wait, where, um, did, where did you see this happen? Because my brother saw it live in Thailand. I saw it live in Thailand as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, my apologies. My phone died. <laughs> oh, bueno. But if, if, if it occurs, learn, then no. But if it occurs naturally, then lions eat other animals. This is mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. And we should too. Um, birds eat fish some birds eat fish mm-hmm. and some eat bugs and some eat grass and I think that they shouldn't be judged for that Agreed. and neither should we as humans mm-hmm. my thing is this I respect anyone's beliefs about what they eat and don't eat I respect where you're at but don't judge me because I like ribeye facts I ethically source. I don't believe in animal cruelty. I'm very hard, very against it. I don't, um, I only have free range chicken, free range hens, so on and so forth, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I go locally sourced as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't really agree with the whole environmental impact of how many carbon footprints you saved by having it locally. You're using a phone to talk about this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, let's be, I think if we're talking about base needs, me eating is probably more important than you being on the internet. So mm. don't judge me. But generally speaking, I just don't like this whole idea of, oh, plant consciousness is less important than animal consciousness. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit like, is it, how I'll, did you I'll go a step further. I will say that everything has consciousness. Inanimate objects, rocks. And equal. Yep. And I, I asked a channel, I asked a channel of infinite intelligence this question and I got the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everything is everything is everything is conscious. And you to say that one is more important than the other is is ridiculous. Have your reasons for why you eat and don't eat something, but do it in joy. Right. And not in judgment. So that's what I do. Although mm-hmm. I am judging the judging of plants. <laughs> Valuable. You're judging the judgment. Yeah. Well, you, you make a good I'm point here, maybe not intentionally, but I'll bring it out anyway, which is the person who is most affected by the judgment is the judger or the mm. judge. Yeah, but mine cancelled out because I judged judgment, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's also such a thing as judge justification. Yeah. <laughs> judge justification. <laughs> Oh, you guys. But seriously, this whole thing about judging, people um, spend a lot of time, we here on the show have talked quite a bit about don't judge or or the the problems that happen when people judge each other and so forth. But I, I really do believe that the biggest risk for judging is to the, to the judge. The the person that they're judging is, it, it's really up to them whether they're going to take offense at it. 
but the judge, they've already offended themselves in addition to anybody else that they're offending. You know, so it's like, it's too late. It's after the fact. I mean, you got to look at this thing before you do the judging, if you're going to try to ameliorate, block, prevent the harm that you do to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like the old thing about uh, when you point a finger, you know, pointing a finger of blame, you got three more fingers pointing back at you. Just like Alex just demonstrated for us. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> and one goes to the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's inviting some wrath. <laughs> Out of control. Oh my God. Out it all points to the fact that we get to choose how we're going to respond in any of these situations. Mm -hmm. And that really, I think, is the bottom line. Yeah. So if somebody gets upset at me because I eat meat, I get to choose how am I going to respond to that? Or am I going to respond to it? Very and often. how quickly are you going to slap them? I'm sorry? How quickly are you going to slap them? You have this choice also. I will take your word for it. I've actually never slapped anyone for saying. Oh, anything. then you don't even know, man. You don't know, man. You'll be sitting The down. joy that comes from the state joy. of your head. Joy. As you bring down the power of the heavens upon. <laughs> See, it, it, it's one. Of, you may call it a joy. It's one of those joys that a six foot eight man never gets a. The opportunity to. That's enjoy. true. That's Are you true. six foot eight, Wolf? I'm six yeah, he's eight. huge. You're six foot eight. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to slap anyone, man. No. <laughs> They'll put I mean, you in jail immediately just on size alone. You're tall. I mean, you Super walk down tall. the street and you're at risk of being put in prison just because of how big you are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's crazy. You are super tall. Yeah. You're like Klingon tall. <laughs> Oh my god! True though, true. But it's you true. didn't want to be a wrestler. No, no, he's too he's he's skinny. He's not he's too tall to well not too tall, but he's not wide enough to be a wrestler. Yeah, I don't have a football player's build. I don't look like an offensive tackle. Can I have like three inches? You'll still be six foot five. I have often <laughs> told people that if you can figure out a way to transfer it without harming me, you can have it. It's yours. Dan, how tall are you? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Wait, are you are you taller than me or shorter than me? I'm five seven. How tall are you? Shorter than me or taller than me? I'm not shorter than you. Okay, well then that's fine. No, it's not. Oh damn. Okay. Are you feeling inadequate? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to get in your feelings? I'm in my vulnerability right now. I'm being vulnerable <laughs> about this. Okay. I don't even want to be six foot tall. This is the funny thing. I don't even want to be six foot. I just want to be like five ten. Ooh, okay. Well, you know, find out how to transfer it. It's yours. Seriously. <laughs> I even looked at the dude, but the thing is, you know what's ridiculous? Mm. My body distribution is is hilarious. I've got the torso of a five foot four person and mm -hmm. the legs of a six foot tall person. I'm I'm unevenly. Mm. I have a cousin like that. When he sits down, he's like all yeah. the way down and I'm like where did you go <laughs> yeah but my legs when I when I stand side by side with someone that's six foot yeah. my hips match I've Me, got long legs yeah. and like a little a little mini torso oh but that's the way you were made so that's enjoy it. your meat suit for now I enjoy it I'm mm -hmm. just setting the intention in my consciousness that the next incarnation has the opportunity to experience the other side of things yeah I agree I agree yeah. By the way, on, on the topic we were on before about uh, um, plants and animals and eating and all that kind of stuff, Jeffrey made a very interesting point. He said, this is why we show appreciation before we eat by saying grace. Yeah. Bless your food. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. Sorry. I give thanks. I give thanks also to not just the life that may have precipitated, precipitated given itself for me to have my meal, but who have prepared mm -hmm. it, whoever brought it to me. I say mm -hmm. gratitude for everyone who brought the food to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't make it a prayer. I simply make it part of my conversation. Like, well, we, Alex, Which you. It's a prayer, really. It's a prayer of acknowledgement. From, from the moment we sat down at the table to, to have that, uh, I don't remember what all the fish that we had. But oh, we were, that amazing. It was delicious. Milk. It was absolutely delicious. And we were talking mm -hmm. about, you know, this food is great and the staff mm -hmm. are great. And, you know, yep. who, 
who knew this very simple place would have this wonderful food? And we were appreciative the entire time. That's true. Yes. I think that's more important than some formalized structure of gratitude. Thank you for mm-hmm. this food for me. Now I'm going to go back to being a toe rag and not going to have to <laughs> toe rag. no appreciation. Yeah. For me, prayer is just focused energy yes. around thought. Mm-hmm. And if I'm focused on gratitude, even if it's intermittently over the course mm-hmm. of a conversation, that's more potent and powerful, in my opinion, than thank you for this food. It is so good. Absolutely. And then forget about it a second later as you mindlessly scoff your... Shovel it all down. Greens. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in that case, I do do that. I think you do. It's just you yeah. don't do it the formal way is all. Yeah. And yeah. I don't either. I mean, you yeah. saw that. Right. <laughs> you saw that. I feel it's awkward, course. though, when you're sitting with someone who does and you're like, oh, we're not supposed to start shoveling shoot food in our house. <laughs> I, I, I don't judge. I let people do what they're doing. I sometimes even can say it silently on the way to a table if I'm yeah. not sure what the dynamic is. Or even just pause for a moment. And I like to pause for a moment, reflect in gratitude, and then get into it. I feel like praying is so awkward for me because I'm like, do I look down? Do I close my eyes? Where am I supposed to be? Like, what am I doing with my hands? Where? What do I do? It's just mm. super awkward for me. It's been an evolution for me. When I... Mm. I've talked quite a bit recently about how I left the church when I was 14 by choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those first five to 10 years were really, really awkward whenever Mm -hmm. somebody wanted to say a prayer, but over time it got easier and easier. And now I just, I I, actually, I just look at the person praying and just listen to what they're saying and see if there's anything in there that I like. If there is, I say, yeah, I like that. I feel good about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if there, there isn't, then I focus on something I feel good about. Yeah. I should try that because right now I'm at the point where I'm like, is anyone watching me with my eyes open and why are their eyes open? <laughs> and that's me praying. <laughs> yeah. I don't really believe in prayer etiquette. I, prayer <laughs> I believe in just being positive at all, all the time. And then good things will happen for you. Like, why do you have to concentrate on, I mean, every once in a while I could see like in an emergency situation, that's like, you don't know what else to do. You, that's what you turn to because that's what you've been taught, but not usually, not usually. I was always amused by the people who talked about Sunday, Sunday Christians, people who were Christians on Sunday, but not any other day of the week. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. talked about it in church. Yeah. It was often part of a sermon, you know, mm-hmm. and the people that were being sermonized to would all nod their heads and then they'd go out and behave like non-Christians the rest of the mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. That, that was part of the reason I went through my rebellion. But anyway, um, <laughs> seriously, it was. It was. Um, that and I love the way you monotoned it, Dan. When, when you when you imitated somebody who's doing the, the formalized prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, one of the most hypocritical aspects of the way prayers are often said, particularly in church, is in monotone. Particularly mm. when they say, and I'm trying to draw from liturgies that are like, you know, 40 years ago. So bear with me for a moment, but it's like, um, uh, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the land. No, there's nothing there's joyful. No joyful noise. <laughs> there's no joyful noise being made. Yeah. <laughs> but if you say it, it monotone, monotone. Then you have observed the formality of it, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I used to hear people do stuff like that. And I'd say, do you even know what you're saying? <laughs> Are you paying attention? Walt, have you been to a black church? I have once, yes, and it's quite mm-hmm. a different experience. It is. <laughs> the lines are longer, there's food after. <laughs> and the people are real. Yeah, yeah. There's and a the lot prayers are actually joyful. Yeah. Which sometimes. is sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it does get a little Catholic on me where the like, peace be with you and also with you and you know. And then the awkwardness of the hug the person next to you, hug your neighbor. And I'm like, I don't like to be touched. <laughs> Please don't touch me, awkward neighbor. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't want to be touched by strangers, and I don't want to be here. So, like, I'm already in an awkward situation. But there's no doubt about it. There, there are a small minority of church types, and mm-hmm. not just Christian, but mm-hmm. you know, religious organization types that demonstrate joy, that demonstrate high vibration mm-hmm. in whatever method of worship or activity that they engage in. And I admire that. That doesn't necessarily mean I want to join their particular brand, but 
I still, I respect what they're doing even more than other people who don't quite do that as much. I, I think very highly of them. I think it's good. I have no hate on anybody who prays or whatever. Sure. Do what makes you feel good. It's just not my jam. It's just not my cup of tea. The first time I ever saw a New Orleans style funeral, I thought, Oh, I love New Orleans style funerals. What? That's how I want to go. I mean, I'd, I'd leave out the first part, you know, where they're playing the, the dirge. You know, just go right to the second part where they're playing the happy jazz. No, that's the buildup, man. It's like, oh, man, this really sucks. We're going to miss this person. Oh, 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 snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the buildup. I've, the... I've never heard of this special type of funeral. Oh, YouTube it. YouTube New Orleans style funerals. Oh, oh yeah. It's, I want to look at funerals. It's iconic. No, no, no. You really do. You really do. Really? Yeah, you really do. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll, prob- you'll probably be like us and be like, that. that's how you want to go. Okay, I'm going to make a note. Where's my... Yeah, make a note. I'll make a hashtag so you can follow. If, if, anyone who's never seen a, any, even a clip of a New Orleans style funeral, it is worth seeing. It gives you a different perspective on how humans handle death, and it's a good one. It's very mm-hmm. helpful. Okay. I'll, I'll um, tie in one more theme about death, just because mm-hmm. it's being brought to my mind by this. But when my father died, um, we had a memorial service for him uh, within a week afterward. And it was one of the most surreal experiences I ever had because I had already done my mourning uh, mm-hmm. so before he died. So that, that alone was kind of surreal. And then we're at this memorial service and, and my entire family was in a really good place. Mm-hmm. Nobody was really in any kind of suffering. Maybe my mom a little bit, but that was about it. So mm-hmm. we were all in a great place. And before uh, the memorial service in this particular church, they would have the immediate family meet with the minister in a, in a private room next to the sanctuary. And so we're meeting with him and we're having a great time. We're talking about stuff. We're talking about my dad. We're talking about stuff going on and so forth. And I'm looking at the look on his face and he's got this weird look on his face. And it finally occurred to me that he was there to comfort us. And he didn't know what to do with family that didn't need, need to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so you guys already did my job for me. I'll be back <laughs> next time. Good, right? <laughs> Good, right? Right. Because I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. But y'all look good right now. All right. You good, yo? Y'all you good, good, yo? All right, I'm out. <laughs> yep. What was really uh, amusing about it, talked about um, formalized prayer and so forth. The only people in that grouping, my family, who were regular churchgoers were my mom and dad. And even that, they weren't totally regular. The rest mm-hmm. of us, my sister, maybe sometimes, my brother and I, not at all. My brother mm-hmm. lately has because his, his wife, Yona, likes to go for social reasons, but um, not really um, churchgoers at all. Mm-hmm. And during the, uh, I, I guess the memorial, you can't really call it a sermon, it was a memorial message about my father that mm-hmm. the, uh, the minister gave. He remarked on how he was totally impressed by the tremendous level of Christian faith our family had. I'm, I'm sitting there going... <laughs> And see. <laughs> Somebody didn't read the memo. Uh, <laughs> but it did reinforce for me something that I believed for the longest time, but here mm-hmm. it was in a real world situation to kind of confirm it. Faith has nothing to do with religion. Mm. No. Faith and religion and faith have have to do with what you are and what you believe. Mm. It has nothing to do with religion. And we, we kind of proved it. We just didn't tell anybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the, I, I I can't really do a dantian because my name is Walt, so that's a Waltian, and that doesn't really work too well. But that's my Walt. I, I let, I'm 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 gonna let you use the word because no, I'm, he can I, he can have a Walt moment. A Walt, Walt moment doesn't really have these moments. Walt is the one that brings us back down to ground. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. He can have a Walt moment. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank I you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I, I actually think that Dangent should be, you know, copyrighted anyway. So I really do. I love it. Thank you for making it up, Alex. I think it's great. I use it everywhere now, by the way, Alex. Do you really? I, I, any, any podcast, anything where I'm, I go on a dungeon. They'll be like, oh, quick Dangent. I apologize in advance as well. It's great, though. It's great. I mean, to have, first of all, to have a word named after you, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And to have one that's identified with you because of your name, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. Go with it. Take it. Copyright it. Run with it. 
You were going to say though, Mr. Walk. Um, I have no idea. I got a little derailed there. Um, I'll I'll go to our live stream audience and see what's going on there. Jeffrey has shared a couple things. I'll point out a couple things he said. First of all, make your own choices and let others make theirs. That goes back to what we were talking yeah. about regarding judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, not sure what the context was, but I like the, the phrase, just take some deep breaths. That's always a good thing to do. That that's what I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Um, maybe maybe they were talking about our vegetable tirades. <laughs> take deep breaths. And then he thanked us for honest conversation regarding a sensitive subject. So that was good. And then he made a comment that this is one of the rare times that Jeffrey said something, and I really don't know what it means. Maybe you know what it means. It may be a cultural reference. I don't know. He says, skinny tuba. Nah, I don't know. What? Skinny tuba? Skinny tuba. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe he was referring, because tuba is the long brass instrument. Uh, no, tubas are the, the big home. fat ones. Yeah. So what's the the long one? That's the trombone. trombone. That's with yeah. the slide. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, he cl- clarified it. New Orleans jazz is is called. Skinny. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. And once no, again, the wisdom of Jeffrey prevails. Yep. There it is. Okay. So that's good. All right. Alrighty. Okay, beautiful people. Well, let me do a couple of promo messages. Uh, first of all, to answer Jeffrey's question once again, yes, there is another episode of The Grass is Greener coming after a delay of roughly <laughs> nine months. I mean, this is yeah. quite a pregnancy we had here. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about cliffhangers, guys. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And this is a cliffhanger where they've been dangling over the cliff for quite some time. You know? So I figured we had to rescue them a little bit. Yeah. But yes, it is coming. Um, can't give you an exact date yet, but it is coming. So you know, stay tuned and we will announce it when the, the third episode is available. And hopefully the fourth and fifth are going to come a lot quick, quicker. Just to kind of, I won't give you the whole background, but to give you an idea of why it's taking so long. My sister is the director and my sister has had to deal with um, directly being involved where my mom passed, having to deal with my mom's effects, sell the house, move out all over the the course of that nine-month period. So that's why we haven't been able to do it. Yeah, Yeah, she's been busy. Yeah, she's had some stuff. Just a Mm -hmm. few things, yeah. Yeah. So we we give her a lot of of, uh, leeway on that one. Yeah, Um, we do. Also, this is the regular message, of course. If you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, please become a subscriber. Most of you are, and we love you for it. But new subscribers, we're getting getting quite a few new faces coming through. And by faces, I mean I'm seeing indications of of, um, unique listeners Unique listenership climbing over the last uh, few weeks, especially. So if you are a new listener and you have not yet subscribed, please go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net, and you'll find instructions at the top of the page for becoming a subscriber. Usually one or two clicks for most people on most devices. It just kind of walks you right through it. It tells you how to do it for your particular device. And then follow us on YouTube because we live stream as we are recording to YouTube. And our official YouTube announcer person on how to become a subscriber is our good friend, Alex. So Alex, do your Vanna thing. Okay. So you go to YouTube, search LOA Today podcast videos. And once you see our smiling faces, click down below to the red subscribe button. Next to the red subscribe button, there's a silver bell. Make sure you click all so you will always be notified when we are live. She does that so well. I mean, really well. <laughs> I really love doing it. <laughs> I mean, the Wheel of Fortune should pick her up as far as I'm concerned. But This know. is what I'm saying. <laughs> Pay me the point. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, just on those days when Vanna needs to have a day off or something. But, you know. I'm I think just... she's due for retirement. I don't think Vanna is going to retire. I don't think so either. I think she's well, going to be 90 all, and be like. I mean, she's up there in years anyway. She still <laughs> looks like she's 25. So why should she retire? Mm. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. she takes care of herself really, really well. She she looks great. She looks great, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I see her being around for a long time. Yeah. But she'll still need breaks. Facts. See, that's what I'm saying. And here I am. And there you are, you know. So, <laughs> um, agents, you can call Alex at you know. No, we won't do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you can at me at LOA Today Podcast. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, I know you've got your ongoing programs. Any programs that people need to know about uh, that you're doing, like with your Facebook group or something? Ah, you just missed like 
stuff. I did fire the challenge last week. It's still available, actually. People can still go and catch the replay. I'm going to leave it for another week. That's how to manifest your ideal life. So I teach you how to do that. So about just set five days aside and do the couple of minutes each day. Um, where can they find ready, that, however, by the way? If, if they want the replays, where do they find those? Uh, dreamwithdan.com forward slash Facebook or take it to the Facebook group. Okay. So mm-hmm. Go ahead and join there. I do have a free gift I'm going to be giving away. Uh, I did a Facebook post about this. So my the first visualization meditation seeing attention is ready to release. Just waiting for iTunes to approve it. So to celebrate that being available, I'm giving away another visualization meditation that gets you into heart coherence. It's about three, four minutes long. And just listening to it tunes you up and gets you into... So it gets you out of stress, gets you into flow state. It's really, really cool. So I'm giving that away for free. So anybody who has an email list of any kind or an audience that they'd like to see served by that free gift, then um, go to dreamwithdan.com, get in contact with me through the contact form. I want to give this to as many people as possible. I'd, I'd love to get this in a few thousand people's hands. Mm. I think okay. that would be really powerful to do. So. That's a thing I know. At the moment, I'm I'm very focused on making that happen right now. Mm-hmm. All right, You're good. Well, we just we're we're throwing our energy into the ring with you to help you make that happen. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. yeah. So I want to I want as many people to have this tool to be able to deal with stress, um, get into a more of a flow state, get mm-hmm. out of fight or flight, and to be more optimally performed. More importantly, just to be in the heart more. So yeah, virtual mm-hmm. audio. I want to give the MP3 away to as many people as possible. Very okay. good. I love it. Sounds good. And Alex, we expect you're going to continue to be on the mend. So no excuses yep. Thursday, right? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't plan on it. We'll put it that way. We're going to have wow. to work on Alex's affirmation skills, but we'll <laughs> definitely. Listen, I just leave room for error. You can't blame me. <laughs> yeah. It's challenging to try to climb out of what is into what you want to be, but you no. Know, yeah, yeah. Practice makes perfect. That's the way I love yeah. it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, live streamers. Thank you, podcast listeners as well. See you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.